I'll start recording. Start whenever you're ready. Just make sure your phone is uh, off yes. and vibrate is also off. I will make sure that. that is done, but I'm pretty sure I did that. Are you digging your jeans, by the way? Thank you. I got them in Sainsbury's. Really? Are they too? So like a yeah. stretchy waistband and I like I like it when things have a cough. Yes. <laughs> it's important. Are you recording our important fashion discussion uh, yeah. here? <laughs> Siobhan, I'm so glad you're here today because Campbell is something that I have been aware of. It's been in my kind of um sphere, but without actually really knowing what it was. It was just something that kind of do you know what I mean? I would have like passed by or seen the signs and just not ever really taken time to kind of find out what it is. But tell us, tell us in a nutshell what Camp Hill is. Okay, so Camp Hill is a worldwide network of communities that work and live with people with special needs. There is a variety of different models. In Northern Ireland, we have four, and I'm from Campbell, Hollywood. So we're a little bit different from the other communities, which are kind of like like small villages almost, and they may have schools and then also biodynamic farms and gardens and a variety of different kind of work opportunities for people with special needs. In Campbell, Hollywood, um, we're town-based, so we have a shop on Shore Road, and then we also have our residential house. And we started in 1997 when Mr. Bells from Bells Bakery was going into retirement, and he approached the Chamber of Commerce and Campbell Communities Trust and I, which is like the big overall body, to see if Glen Craig Campbell Community would like to start a new initiative in Hollywood. So that started with just the cafe, shop, and bakery. So some of the, the, the residents down in Glen Craig would come out to Hollywood and work in the bakery and the shop and the cafe. Then in the early, like early 2000s, um, things expanded in Campbell Hollywood. And then in 2009, we got our own residential house. And by then, we were kind of independent from Glen Craig Campbell community. And then with our residential house, that meant we had opportunities for um, what well, we call them residents. So they're the guys that live in the house and, and they have special needs. And back then, it was the houses were also run with volunteers. So we had our long-term volunteers who lived in the houses and looked after the house with the residents and then also a lot of young volunteers, a lot of them coming from Germany, but also a variety of other countries. And they would come over for like a gap year. So they would work in the house and in the workshop, so in the bakery or in the kitchen. And yeah, a variety of different things going on. So there's many different aspects. And because Camp Hill Communities is a worldwide organization a lot of people sometimes get a little bit confused like what can pill and it's just like well we are all separate but yeah we're also we're all part of the same yeah, all part thing. of the same and kind of everyone knows each other so sometimes we've got the guys coming up from Morn Grange and they come to our coffee shop for a Saturday afternoon and that's always nice so we do like and we do go to like different events and um, sometimes people would invite all the communities over for a picnic somewhere or... So it is like so a big family, essentially, yeah, and they're, they're your cousins almost. Yes. Yeah. 
Yeah. But it's been going for a very long time. Yes, it has. So it started um, around the time of World War Two with a group that migrated from Austria to Scotland and started the first Camp Hill there. Okay. Yeah. And then it kind of spread out and different ones started yeah, all, o- all over the world. Roughly how many are there, do you know? Well, as times have changed, also like their, their names have kind of changed, but there's four in Northern Ireland and there's yeah a couple down south, quite a few, about, I don't know, three or four in Scotland, um, some in England, and then I think there's two or three in Canada. Amazing. A couple in, um, yeah, America, and then similar kind of initiatives that started from the same idea, but in, yeah, in New Zealand, they're, they're under a different name and so on, but... It's unbelievable. So it's a force that has taken over the, the world. Well, let's focus on, on Campbell Hollywood then. So you said there's the, there's the house, the shop, cafe and bakery. Yes. OK, let, let's talk about each of those then individually. Um, you've mentioned the house. Tell us about yeah. that. And you said that there's, there's residents in the house and then yes. there's also volunteers who yeah. um, have come from around the world. Um, how, how many people live in the house that are the um, the adults with learned difficulties? So we've got four living in the house and they have, yeah, they they all have their own unique personality and it's great to see how, how they all get along and how they kind of contribute to the house. They get, for them, it's not really that they are like a service user in there and it's like a nine to five thing and all shift work, but they're really part of living in the house so they'll, they'll go along with the house shopping whenever the the house needs food and they're mm-hmm. very much involved in that it's not all kind of catered in and delivered and so on um and they're very much involved in like just like the the daily jobs you'd have when you're looking after your own house like you've got to do the hoovering you've got to do the cooking and yeah you've got to like take the bins out and yeah, i'm getting the impression that it's in the garden it does just feel like a family yeah that it is just kind of feels like a family home so it's not as you yes. say service user and here's your allotment of this it's yeah. very sort of fluid and organic yes. really by the by the sound of it yeah and so how do they make their way there like how how would somebody become a resident because I imagine there isn't like a turnover of, you know, you get a year or... Yeah, so it, so it is kind of like that, that, that's their home. One of, one of our residents has been there basically from the beginning. So that's, yeah, over 20 years now. And yeah, it's, it's a variety. Um, just trying to think how, how it all happens. Um, it's basically like through inquiry. Like you'd go to, to Susie and make an application. And then there is that process where you'd come over for like supper to meet everyone to see if if you like it. And then the next step would maybe be organizing like kind of a longer day, doing a bit of time in the workshop as well to see the bigger day. And then you'd be like almost invited over for like a sleepover mm-hmm. to see how that goes. And then there's just like slow, slow trials because you want everyone to to get along and to make sure that they, they feel at home. Yes, yeah, it's, it's a two way thing as well, whether whether they like it and whether there's it's the right fit. Yes. You know, it might not work for everybody and it's no. just, you know, to, to make sure it's the right fit for, for everybody involved because obviously there's volunteers and there's other residents and whatever. Um, okay, so the house and then the shop. Tell us about that. So did you say it was a, 
what street did you say that Shore wasn't? Road. On? Shore so Road. Shore Road. Um, and we are a vegetarian and organic shop, cafe and bakery. So the shop, we've got like fresh organic vegetables and various, like you can get your pasta there and all the normal stuff. But then because we actually have our like in-house bakery in the back, we also sell all our fresh bread and cakes and um, scones. And you can you can basically get everything. Like you could do your weekly shopping there yeah. if you wanted to. And then, yeah, so that also gives opportunities for people with special needs or just we have a lot we have a variety of different people who come in to work so in the shop you can pick up skills like even if it's just like the till like working on the till like money handling or helping customers um stocking shelves doing pricing and yeah lots of so you don't have to be a resident of the house to work no. there and you don't have to work there if you live in the house no. is that right no okay um so you you'll get volunteers that come in f- from just yeah, for, for like a morning. So some volunteers would just like come in in the morning to do a bit of cleaning. Some we have as part of their like, like what they're studying in school. They need some work experience. We also take quite a few Duke of Ed volunteers throughout the years because they have like their volunteering ah, yeah, requirements. Yeah. Uh-huh. And then they would come for like 12 weeks and volunteer an hour or two a day. And... Yeah, the guys who live up in Riverside, they all come down to work and they have, like, their jobs that they do. And, yeah, there's the good thing about it is there's always, we can find something for anyone to do, even if they, they don't really feel that they have the confidence for that. We can find something that somebody can be good at and then they can achieve something and then they get that satisfaction that I've, I've done this. Mm-hmm. Okay, so it's, there'll be a bit of a matching sort of process if somebody yes. sort of presents to you and says, I'd really like to get involved. Yeah. Yeah, and then you just kind of take a bit of time with them and be like, yeah. well, you know, what do you like, what do you not like? That's amazing. It just sounds so welcoming and so um, enriching as well. Um, and you get volunteers that come from around the world then. You said some gap year students will come. Yeah, so, well, that was previously, like, before COVID and Brexit and all that stuff, we would have... Yeah, about six to eight volunteers from a variety of countries. They've come from Germany, Korea, Africa, South America. So now um, we just have three volunteers. And they're from, yeah, Poland and England. But at one point, we may be able to go back to having volunteers again. But basically, mm-hmm. when COVID hit, it was like the next day, all the volunteers left. And that was like a huge... A huge change. Yeah, and how did how did you guys navigate that then? Like, because obviously that that was a lot of people just. Yes, and that was that was also like the guys up in Riverside. They couldn't even come to work. So basically, when when COVID hit, our our shop basically closed. But I stayed on and worked in the bakery, and I did that like four days a week. And then. Um, yeah, our manager kind of put tables outside the door and then people could email in their order and then pick it up or just stop by and she'd do the shopping in the shop because we could still um, we could still sell food. And then at that time, everyone was yeah, going, gosh, I know. really struggling to even get mm. food. But then the cafe was closed for quite a while. Um, and that it's been a struggle over the last few years to kind of have some normality and 
keep things going um but it's nice things are are getting back to normal now and the cafe is open and we've been able to get all our like what we would say like a day ops because they have like a day opportunity with us um and they can all come back now and and do some stuff but then at this point it's like we need to be a little bit busier so that we can have more work to do Mm -hmm. so yeah yeah very very important so what is your role there in particular okay so i took on the role as the shop manager in september previously before that i was running the bakery for many years but then just how how things had been going, I decided to offer my services in the shop to kind of bring bring a bit of life back in there, get the products we used to sell back on the shelf because I've been working there for many years. I know a lot of the customers. I know a lot of our yeah our volunteers, and I know all the all the little details. So I kind of changed roles and started. Yes. started doing well, I believe you know Campbell incredibly well because <laughs> although you are a baker you're yeah. a trained fancy baker I believe yeah. you said on the, on the phone call when we were preparing this but actually your your history with Campbell goes back a lot further than most yes so I my parents met in Glencrate Campbell community it's almost 40 years ago now and they met there my dad coming up from Dublin and my mum from England um to do a training course in Glen Craig and then they met got married and had had children so I kind of was brought up in a big community of various people Mm -hmm. so some of the guys that we actually have in Campbell Hollywood they've known me since I was a baby Mm -hmm. so one of the times whenever I came back they they just kept calling me a baby Okay. And having a lot of fun with that. And every all the young like volunteers we had at the time were very confused. They're like, Why are they why are they calling you a baby? I'm like, Well, they did know like I basically grew up with them. So You're almost like like a full citizen of yeah. of Campbell nearly. Yes. That's that's amazing. And do you think um can you can you see yourself kind of outside of that? Do you think you would like like a job outside Campbell or well I, I've done like very I'm not I'm like what um we'd call a boomerang kind of coworker well I'm not a coworker anymore but there's always those people that come back and leave and then come back so over the years I have left and I have done other things um but then I've always kind of found my way back so so what causes the boomerang what would you say is the essence of Campbell that is the the soul of it. Well, it's nice because you you've got that space to to be creative. It's not just a mundane job. You can you can find a lot of inspiration in it and like work on your creativity and yeah, it's great. You get to meet a variety of different people and yeah, it's not cuz in a way it gives you a little bit of I don't know control in a way like you don't just have a Monday nine to five job like of course there are kind of expected work hours and the shop is open at a certain time but you never really know what's going to happen each day and yeah I do I do quite like kind of problem solving and a little bit of chaos and I like kind of achieving things and that's possible there. But as a culture of yeah. Campbell, as a if you think of it as um, an, an entity, 
you know, um, what, what would you say it is about that, that that is so wonderful? It's nice because it, everyone is kind of equal. Like everyone is on the same level. Even if you, you do have special needs and you may struggle a bit or you might be, yeah, you might actually have gone to study media or something like that but then you're taking a break from your studies you can have anyone can be there and everyone is off the same level there's not so much of a I don't know it's like a hierarchy yeah. or a mm-hmm. and like we do we do have like managers and team leaders and all that kind of stuff but there is opportunity for everyone to be involved in the same level and everyone's voices to be heard and yeah Everyone has a bit of freedom in a way. Like we do have all the kind of policies and procedures and all that stuff that has to be done. But we try to balance that in kind of the normal kind of life side of things. Mm. It sounds fascinating. So what kind of people would you like to connect with as a result of of the podcast? Um, Obviously, people can come to the cafe. Yeah. Well, I personally, what I would really like things to happen is to get more kind of local and work with other local producers in the shop and so on. In the next few months, we are actually going to go through some changes, which will involve us doing a little bit of refurb. Um, And then after that, I really want to go more kind of local and supporting other kind of independent businesses. Um, Yes, we are organic, but I think we can offer a bit more variety of things and then also it would be great to bring in some more kind of day ops and create more work possibilities for more people um but yeah oh so people can contact you if they if they're like i'd like to get involved and yeah you that, can kind that of help the them idea. and we we always want that it's just it's like a little bit of a struggle sometimes because you need to have enough work for everyone and we do have a lot of people in and then also balancing all the right personalities so what kind of person would fit in well it, it depends on what area you're going into like with the kitchen like you do have to be fair, fairly quick on your feet sometimes and there are na- sometimes knives involved in chopping okay, yeah. and <laughs> hot flames and all that stuff so it needs someone who who is quite verbal and quite quite quick in the bakery things are a little bit more chilled and yeah anyone who likes baking i mean it's mm-hmm. loads of opportunities there um doing breads and baking cakes and all that sort of stuff and then in the shop yeah there's pricing that needs to be done working in the like cafe serving customers and yeah yeah sounds good so but you want to hear from local businesses maybe that might be able to partnership with you in terms of um makers or producers yeah um volunteers what about anything else any other sort of are you looking for support from businesses, sort of like sponsorship or? Yeah, I think for for us, like for my idea, it would be great if we could also employ people who wouldn't who would struggle kind of finding a paid job because they may have something deemed as a limitation that they have special needs. So it's hard for for them to get into employment because they don't have all the qualifications and so on. And then with that would come funding. 
because yeah as such we are like a cafe we're not rolling in profit so mm -hmm. looking into funding so that we could employ people um would be great brilliant that's great so Siobhan where can people how can people connect with you where can they find you Okay, so we do have a website, camphillhollywood.co.uk. And then we also have a Facebook page. I believe that's also linked to our Instagram. And then, yeah, you can phone the shop. And there's the email address, which is info at camphillhollywood.co.uk. Um, or my one, which is shop.camphillhollywood at gmail.com. So there's lots, yeah. And also you can just pop in. Just call into the yeah, cafe. Eight Shore Road, so you can pop in for a coffee and if you want to learn more about Camphill. And try the fancy cakes. Yes. <laughs> Brilliant. Thank you so much, Siobhan. It's us. Are you happy? I think